This is AutoLine This Week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode. Hi, I'm Jai McElroy and welcome to AutoLine This Week. On today's show, we're going to be talking about some of the most influential people in the history of the automotive industry. People you may never have ever heard of before, because I certainly haven't heard of them. I learned about them through the Automotive Hall of Fame, and I've got the two top officers from that organization joining us on today's show. Ramsey Hermes is the chairman of the board of directors of the Automotive Hall of Fame, and Sarah Cook is the president of the organization. Ramsey, Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us, John. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for having us. Ramsey, let me start with you. I mean, I've been going to the Automotive Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for a number of years. And over the decades, it was typically dead white men, you know, Americans and Europeans primarily with an occasional uh, Japanese executive thrown in. But in this year's induction ceremony, too, you guys took it to a whole new level. And before we get into some of those people, just give me some of the thinking that went into reaching out into not the typical kind of historical automotive figures, but people who played a role nonetheless in it. Uh, John, I mean, great question. And when, when you look at what we've been doing um, at the hall over the last, I'll say, three or four years is really formalizing the research process what the team goes through. We have a a special committee that's focused on um, identifying the inductees and doing research. And when I talk about, I mean, this is a 12 month process that they're going through. And one of the things that we did this year, or really over the last couple of years, is we look at who's made an impact and relevant at the time that they were living. So not necessarily measuring everybody purely on a today standard, but what was going on in the world and the environment at the time. So uh, we went really all the way back to the early part of the industry, and we'll talk about the Pattersons. We'll talk about Charlie Wiggins a little bit later and, and what research. So we go back, we look at it, we, um, we analyze history. So we have a, a number of outside of advisors from the industry, some news, um, you know, reporters, um, people, authors to go back and look at it. And then we also are um, a purposeful effort to make sure that we are looking around the world and not making, it's not the North American Automotive Hall of Fame, it is the Automotive Hall of Fame. So it is looking at the the broad aspect of what's happening around the world um, in every country, every region from, you know, the early, you know, uh, 19th century. So, I mean, if you think about it, our first inductee, you know, dates back to 1885 was from an an inductee standpoint. So we really spent time on the history. Yeah. Sarah, I'd like to get your input. You know, this is clearly a a different thought process that has gone into choosing who should be inducted into the hall. Well, I think we're looking very broadly, not just um, through the, the, through the history, but through the global reach, as Ramsey said, and um, and throughout the sectors, the different sectors that are involved in the broader automotive industry. Yeah. Well, let's get into some of these people. Uh, Ramsey, you had alluded to them. There's a father and son team here. Charles Richards Patterson and his son, Frederick Douglas Patterson. And I was blown away to learn 
They were the first and only black car owned uh, car manufacturing company dating back to 1915 when they started making cars. They were making coaches before that. Right, right. It's just uh, an amazing story. If you think about um, uh, C.R. Patterson, I mean, if you if you think about his time when he's born, you know, we, we don't have it um, completely, but he was born in the mid um, 1860. So slavery was still, um, you know, unfortunately part of our, our in our country. And so he was probably born in slavery. And then the fact that he he ran a business he developed a business. He had a successful coach company, as you said, and that flourished. And then seeing, like many entrepreneurs of his day, um, seeing the future being in the automobile and making that transition, making that step, making that leap is is really unique. And then add it that, you know, he's, he's, he's a black man at the time, but he understood how to do business. He he hired the right people to grow that business. Obviously, he brought his son along. So just that, that true entrepreneurial spirit that was was going on. And, you know, again, credit to our inductee committee and, and that they went back and did this research and they identified an individual um, like this. You know, I'm, Sarah, you probably have, you, Sarah's got a lot more of the research on the background. I don't know if you want to add to some of his accomplishments. Yeah, one of the funnest things about researching the Pattersons was getting to connect with the family and actually getting to connect some of the family with each other because these are some of the primary legacy holders of these individuals. Um, now, as the Automotive Hall of Fame, we get to be a legacy holder for the Pattersons as well. Uh, but that was one of the, the most eye-opening, um, inspiring things was to connect with the family and see that continued history. And not just connect, connect with the family. You you had them come to the the actual mm-hmm. induction, which I got to tell the audience is one of the best parties in town. It's incredible how many people turn out for that induction ceremony. Yeah, yeah I mean, 150 this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a big party, you know. But but Sarah's point of bringing the family together and really bringing that legacy. So you know, and and as a steward of that, you know, the the, the hall really. Um, that's important part of what we do is making this available. It's part of our education program. Sarah, you know, has a lot to talk about the work she's doing to enhance her edu- education programs, you know, scholarships, um, uh, mentoring. There's a lot of things that the hall does, not only from a celebration standpoint, but taking this history, the strong, important history that in many cases has been lost, rediscovered, and then share it with um you know, the, the followers of the Automotive Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, uh, what I find so interesting, you mentioned this, that they were entrepreneurs, uh, the Pattersons, Ramsey. I, I mean, they were the wealthiest people in their town, white or black. And yeah. and Sarah, I, I read here that uh, Frederick Douglass Patterson, the son that we're talking about, mm-hmm. became the first black football uh, yeah. player at Ohio State University. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, these, these were trailblazers in, in a lot of areas. I'm so curious, though, how did you track down the family? That came out in the research. Um, yeah, it was just a, a lot of boots on the grounds, looking through registries, um, Google searches, uh, connecting with biographers that may have interviewed family members. Uh, it was uh, just a lot of going through the nuts and bolts. And I was so glad you mentioned Ohio State University. Uh, we were very pleased to have them involved in the ceremony as well, introducing the family and speaking to the Patterson legacy 
at Ohio State. Yeah. Let's go on to uh, one of the other inductees that you had, a guy named Charlie Wiggins. Yeah. And, he, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I consider myself a student of the automotive industry. I know a lot about the history. I've never heard of any of these people before. It, it was so stunning for me to learn about them at the induction ceremony. But what I find so interesting, and Ramsey, maybe you can pick it up. Uh, Charlie Wiggins was a race car driver and an engineer as well. Right. He he only died in 1979, so he's not that far removed from us, right, from right. some of the other people that have been inducted. Yeah, this is just another interesting story and one that... You know, I'd say we forgot about these stories. And part of what our role is, again, is bringing things back. But Charlie was unique in the sense of, you know, the best story um, is while he was a great car driver, accomplished car driver, you know, um, very successful, is uh, there's a story about the uh, Indy 500. And as you said, he was a he was an outstanding mechanic, recognized for his mechanical skills. But at the time, um, a a black man wasn't allowed in pit row. And so he wasn't allowed in the garages to be a mechanic. And so the team that he was the mechanic for, they wanted him to work on the car. So they actually, by day, he was a janitor. Classified as a janitor. Classified as a janitor. And he would work on the car at night to get the car ready for the race. And, And the team recognizes their success was because of Charlie, but even though they won the Indy 500 that year, he wasn't around. He wasn't allowed on um, Victory Lane because he was a black man. But his, so this was the accomplishment, not only as an individual um, racer, and you know where you'd say he's working on that vehicle himself and driving that vehicle himself, but a, as a team member to the success of a driver. And, and to win the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. So this is, I mean, that's just a small example of these individuals are not one-dimensional people. These are multi-dimensional, extremely talented. Um, when you look at the time they were living, even more so for what they overcame, the uh, you know barriers that they overcame in that period of time. So it's just, it's amazing story on that. And there, and Sarah could talk more about it, and even from the family standpoint yeah. of, their involvement. Yeah, and uh, that's, I mean, Ramsey's so right that these are uh, amazing stories of full lives. And I mean, something that belongs in a major motion picture, right? Which I think was announced that it is coming out for Charlie Wiggins. Uh, again, we got to have some of the family there that um, I don't even think they realized the contributions that Charlie or as the, uh, the, the um, acceptor, Angie Rogers, the niece of Charlie, would call him Uncle Charlie, uh, didn't even know everything that Uncle Charlie was doing or known for. Yeah, what I was uh, so uh, impressed to see is the the win that you're referring to, Ramsey, was in 1934. It was won by a guy named Bill Cummins. Bill Cummins mm-hmm. wanted so badly to win the Indy 500. He wanted the best people on his team. He didn't care if Charlie Wiggins was black whatsoever. And then, but like you said, Charlie couldn't even be classified as an engineer. He couldn't work openly on the car during the day. He wasn't allowed in victory lane, uh, which is just incredible. But the other thing I didn't know about is he was a very successful race driver. He won what they called the Golden Glory Sweepstakes four times. It was a championship 
for the Colored Speedway Association. Again, something I've never heard of before. I, I guess this was sort of the, the racing equivalent to the Negro Baseball League. And Correct. I, I don't know if you can add more to that, Ramsey. Well, no, that's exactly it. I and mean, so it would be the equivalent of, of from a baseball standpoint, you know, had their own races. And again, he is he built his own cars, designs his own cars, built his engines. I mean, this is a master, a master mechanic and engineer, um, as you described. And it was it was success upon success. And even though um, he had setbacks in his his career, he continued to overcome, continued to invent and reinvent um, himself all the way through, um, you know, to, till, till his death. Yeah. In fact, didn't he lose a leg in a racing accident or something? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And, and lost his leg and found a way, you know, built his uh, artificial leg to continue to do what he wanted to, to do. So, uh, again, when I say reinvent, um, I truly mean it in the broadest aspect. Sarah, can you give us more details of uh, about the movie that's going to be made about his life? <laughs> um, I I know that actually Wiggins' name was submitted by our inductee Ed Welberg. So he um, he first brought this story to our attention, and it's his production company that is working on the the movie that will be released. And and for those who don't know, Ed Welburn was the the former head of design for General Motors, also African American, and. I know he's got some good connections in Hollywood, so I wouldn't be surprised to see this project go forward. Yeah, well, and, and, I, and I think that's one thing about the hall. We don't rely just only on the our committee. We do take outside suggestions. So people who have history or, you know, maybe there's a story we don't know from a family member that's been passed along. So we not only do our own research, but we're open to submissions or, you know, people to investigate. There's a formal review process that we go through, um, but it is something that we we encourage outside input on the on history and on what's out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Anybody can submit. You can go to our, our website, automotivehalloffame.org, and uh, you can enter your own submission. That's right. great. That's great for the audience to know. Let, let's talk about a woman that you inducted too, Helene Rother, or Rother, I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. Uh, but she was actually probably the first or certainly one of the first female designers in the automotive industry. Sarah, can you fill us in on a bit about her? Uh, I talk about an amazing life story as well. I mean, um, uh, another major motion picture I'd like to see, uh, leaving Nazi-occupied Germany to France, um, having to flee Nazi-occupied France, going to Casablanca for kind of a extended stay there before getting the visa that would bring her to New York. Uh, just an amazing industrial designer, uh, also jewelry designer, uh, exquisite taste, and, and really is noted for bringing luxury back into the cars post-World War II, focusing on the fabrics and the interior styling. And working with the amazing style innovators like uh, um, uh, Batista Paninfarina on the Nash Rambler and, um, and, and Harley Earl where she was hired at GM to work with his team uh, in 1949, I believe, uh, one of the first women hired in the styling department. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's incredible, uh, Ramsey, because she was involved at General Motors, at least in color and fabrics, because that was sort of considered what women were allowed mm -hmm. to do. And I got to tell you, that continued through the 1980s. 
when I got into this business as a cub reporter way back when, women were always in color and trim or color and fabrics. That was about it. But nonetheless, even though they were relegated to that part of design, she had an enormous influence. Well, it, it's not only the influence and the impact she had, again, as, as Sarah said, in, in many um, art forms, but you got to go back to the time and the place. So, as you said, you know, when you look at 1980s or today, you know, a vice president, a woman vice president, okay, is common, more common than, you know, had been historically. But if you put it back in her time and the leadership role and the responsibility that she had was really, again, breakthrough. And so part of what we're doing, you asked the earlier question of how are we going about this? We are looking at individuals, not just in, in today's eyes, but what they accomplished with the barriers or the challenges and the impact they had in society in their time and what they represented for their accomplishments at that period of time. And that was going on in the, in, in the world and in, in the broader aspect of the world. And so that is, again, Helene just embodied that entrepreneurial spirit that breakthrough, overcoming, doing something that others had not been successful doing before, male, female, um, Asian, black, white, it, it really didn't, it, it didn't matter as individuals what they accomplished. Yeah, she was that barrier breaker, right? She was the one you can see kind of her legacy unfold for women in design moving into the future. Yeah. I, I don't mean to diminish the other inductees. I think the audience will know a lot of them. Jay Leno. I mean, who doesn't know Jay Leno was inducted? Mang Ku Chung, who may not be known to people outside the industry, but he is the honorary chairman of the Hyundai Motor Corporation. And you also had Tom Gallagher, who's very well known in the aftermarket uh, industry because he started Genuine Parts that sells uh, aftermarket parts. I, I'm wondering, Sarah, as you go forward, are you going to continue this, though, of having pretty famous people who everybody might know and agree belongs in the history books, as well as these lesser known people who, as Ramsey said, had an impact for their day? Well, I hope I hope uh, the audience and everyone agrees that they belong in the history books, that we're uh, we're putting them in there um, right alongside the maybe the more well-known famous names. Uh We'll continue to do deep investigation into the history up to the current industry as it stands and um, hopefully keep bringing these really compelling classes of inductees. Yeah. And, and with that, to jump on that, um, John, I mean, when you look, you know, granted, we have a little preview of what's um, next year's class. And, you know, and I can uh, assure you what uh, Sarah's leading and, you know, um, the, the, the people in our inducted committee, the, the board members involved in that and outside advisors are really taking a broad view of how we look at it. And again, in our own way, way being disruptive on what we do and continuing to challenge ourselves to think, um, you know, broader and, and more inclusive and, and really think outside of the box as we recognize um, these great men and women who were inducting. And as Sarah said earlier, it's multidiscipline. It's in, you know, is it media? Is it aftermarket? Is it, you know, uh, an OEM? Is it a supplier? Is it, um, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time, but our, our other awards, the Mobility Award, our Innovators Award, these are, while we, we look at the history and recognizing people from the past, 
a lot of the induction ceremony is also focused on current accomplishments and those people who are influencing future in mobility as well. So we really try to bring a broad spectrum to um, to the Automotive Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that's very smart. I mean, the, the auto industry is about so much more than just the people who worked on cars. There's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, Sarah, I, you know, just saying the Automotive Hall of Fame, that's pretty self-explanatory. I'm sure most mm-hmm. people understand it. But what are some of the other things you'd like people to be aware of? Where, well, we envision a world enriched by automotive heritage. We're a nonprofit, we're an awarding institution, we're also a museum, and we run educational programs. So we, uh, we mirror what the industry's evolution, but we also try to support the industry's evolution as well. Um, so we're a resource for students and a network for educators. We have several education programs running right now. Uh, one of our primary objectives is to inspire students and encourage careers in mobility um, and support that sustainable, diverse, and inclusive workforce of tomorrow. Yeah, and Sarah, maybe even talk about some of the, you know, you had, um, you know, Ed Bullhorn talk, you know, came in and spoke to some students. You've had other people come in. So there's there's a lot out there that you've been driving. What I mean, that's one of our biggest assets is our awardees, our honorees, and we like to invite them back in to engage with our audience, our general audience, and our students specifically. So we run a lecture series. We had Jack Telnack in to speak to students. Um, Former director of design at Ford. I I got to fill in for the audience here. I know what you're talking about, but maybe not everybody watching does. (laughs) Thank you, John. And then Ed Walburn, who we just mentioned, the formal uh, uh, VP of Global Design at Ford. And we have Frank. A GM, sorry. Thank you. And uh, we have Frank Stronach coming in October 7th pending border opening but right now we're we're looking forward to having frank stronach the founder of magna on site and actually the um developer of the new individual person ev sarit that he's looking to bring to market to talk about uh, entrepreneurship uh, and uh, and electrification of vehicles so he'll yeah. be addressing students on october 7th that, that's a great get. I, you know, I know uh, a little bit about Frank Stronach, and he's uh, an immigrant immigrant to Canada, actually, mm-hmm. via Austria. I think he landed in Canada with 25 bucks in his pocket so, yeah. and started Magna, the giant part supplier company yeah. that's worth, I can't remember, $25 billion today or something like that. So, you know, and, and that's the, back to that whole entrepreneurial spirit. But, you know, even when we do it the hall, when we have we, we have a foundation, we we um, we have tuition reimbursement. We have we sponsor some students and with grants. And so it is that the education piece is a big part of what we do. So it's the recognition. But really what we find is a, a strong, you know, a foundation of education. And so we're continuing to push that piece and really leveraging this talent that um, that we have in the industry because it is second to none from a standpoint of talent yeah. and we, and we want to involve them with the students and those educational resources are available online um, we do have a host of videos as mini documentaries lectures and uh, um, inter- oral history interviews are all available on our youtube channel you can subscribe to or you can find them at the automotive hall of fame.org 
You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn um, to, for our education events for students and then also enthusiast events. September 18th, we're going to be celebrating Jajaro, an inductee at the Hall of Fame uh, with a large automobile display going from like the VW to DeLorean and a lot of other in between and some special lectures as well. Yeah. And Giorgetto Giugiaro, for those who don't know, was uh, voted by his peers as the greatest designer of the automotive designer of the 20th century, or certainly the most influential designer of the 20th century. Ramsey, we're getting down to the last couple of minutes here, but Sarah keeps talking about our students. Who are your students? Well, I mean, we have uh, we we do a lot of work with Northwood University, and so they we we do some work with them. But we open our up internship programs. We have um, you know uh, a you write in survey type of, of application that gets you there. You know, the team goes through and identifies them. You know, Sarah, you had a great class this year. I don't know if you want to talk about some of the students that we had this year from uh, from a diversity side. Yeah, well, we've, we did uh, 12, 12 uh, uh, scholarships this year, um, and we've actually broadened our education network to a national network. We've pulled in the, um, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to a blank now on the colleges, that, but the Carnegie. That's okay, you don't Carnegie need to Mellon. name them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throughout from California to Pennsylvania um, and several universities within Michigan, Kettering, Northwood, as Ramsey said, has been a strong partner of ours. Uh, we invite them in virtually to engage, uh, but we also work with the teachers to understand the resources that their college and graduate students need. And we work with very local high schools to find out what their upper classmen need to engage in those careers in the automotive industry. Yeah, well, we're going to have to wrap this up, but I got to commend you both. I mean, you've taken the Hall of Fame to a new level. Uh, I love the fact that you're digging out these historical figures who I've never even heard of before, but are so deserving of the attention that you're giving them. So my hat's off to you. Ramsey Hermes, chairman of the board at the Automotive Hall of Fame, Sarah Cook, president. Thank you both for taking the John, time to talk John, it's always about so it. fun talking to you. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Real good. And of course, I want to thank all of you in the audience for having tuned in. Thanks. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode.